Hey, hello, welcome everybody. This is the PlayStation Report. If you're new here, uh, hey, my my name's Frank. If you didn't recognize me, um, I'm, I'm with Tyler. Tyler's here. Tyler is um, yeah, he he's here. That's all I know about Ty. Tyler, tell me more. Are you are you <laughs> are you just here, or are you are you here to say that you're into video games in a major ah, whatever um hey hey no i love video games definitely okay. Okay. have some video games to talk about controversial opinion there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah. yeah uh sorry about um not being able to slap some golf balls after this yeah um, um yeah. <laughs> That that was our our plan. Um, yeah, the wife wife has the COVID. Kind of started on Thursday, where she's like, my throat doesn't really feel right, and it's kind of hit her worse every day. Just real real tired, bad, you know, sore throat, cough, all that stuff. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I don't get it. You know, yeah, like knock on wood. I'm down, you know, to slap some balls still next week, uh, as long as I don't, I don't get COVID. But yeah, sorry, sorry about that. I was pretty bummed, but I don't want to get you accidentally sick with COVID or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate it because I know there are a lot of uh, uh, people out there who would just, you know, <laughs> as evidenced by how COVID has gone in America, would just not tell anybody (laughs) right yep yep um so yeah uh i hope she recovers i hope you all uh you know i hope you don't get covid yourself i i hope it i hope it's uh i hope a return to health is uh very quick quickly coming so yeah definitely yeah it's a matter of time though i feel i I felt kind of lucky to not get it at all so far, I don't know. Have you have you gotten it all yet? No, which is surprising. Uh, I yeah. I work around a lot of assholes, like like <laughs> I, I, I mentioned earlier, assholes uh, who just yeah. don't disclose uh, when they've been infected with COVID. So yeah, I just uh, yeah, I've been very lucky, yeah. or maybe I got it and didn't know it because you know it hits some people differently. I don't know. I've I've never yeah, tested positive. <laughs> Right. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's let's get into the show. I I forget when was the last time we recorded. Was it, it was uh, yeah. Was it? I can't remember either. Was it last oh. Saturday? Sunday? Oh, no, man. it was last Thursday. Actually. Okay, so we did talk. That's about right. The race. Or wait, no, we didn't. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't, have... we wouldn't have talked about the Austrian yes. GP. Yeah, I think we recorded on, like, the 7th, actually. It's okay. been a little while. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, but that was a good race. That was a very was. good race. Um, yeah. We had an engine literally explode, which is, yeah. like, I haven't seen that in, like, a long time. Um, yeah. That was yeah, that scary. was uh, that was very scary to watch because his car was going backwards and he clearly didn't want to let it go. But then the marshals were way too slow getting to him, and the cars just more and more fire is coming out of it. I mean, yeah, that was that was scary to watch. But what a fucking image, though. Yeah, like damn, that was crazy. That's I, I, f- I felt bad for him. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, f- I felt bad for him too because yeah, Ferrari just they had the pace on Sunday for sure yeah um it's it's not that often that you see Max Verstappen get passed three times in one race for the lead you know he is yeah he he just kind of knew it seemed like that he wasn't able to compete because they had some crazy tire deck so yeah uh I I thought it was a very fun race. We got a really, I think, a funny moment, to be honest, of uh, Alonso 
Oh, yeah. Uh, scolding Yuki Sonoda as he passed. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite things I've ever seen watching F1. Like, And it, the fact that it's Alonzo and Sonoda, too, I think just makes it like even more funny to me. Um, just because Yuki is so young and new to the sport. Alonzo's the oldest dude on the grid. He's just like, no, 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 you little kid. Mm. You will not do that to me. <laughs> While I going mean, 180 miles an hour and about to get into a braking zone. Like, <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I looked at a replay. Alonzo didn't have to get in the dirt. Like, there was room to yeah. get closer to Yuki. Probably. Like, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I think maybe that's just a product of like these cars, like with the bigger tires, it might just be harder to see how close you are to another car. All right, could be. Yeah, I think another product of that was the track limit stuff. I mean, that was nuts. Oh God, it yeah. was so hard to keep track of like who has penalties and who doesn't. Like, <laughs> it was totally crazy. Yeah, I mean... Also, uh, not not too often do you see Lewis Hamilton in qualifying just bin it and yeah. lose the car. That was that was crazy, too. I mean, at least... Yeah. I mean, he, he was going for it. <laughs> he was. He was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think overall, just a really fun race. Like, I... I, uh, I don't like like how strict they were with track limits like i get that like they have to enforce track limits at some point but like i'm seeing some of the calls they're making it's like that's really marginal like we see this Mm -hmm. that kind of racing at that track every year yes um yeah i I don't know it seemed weird but i guess that's just the new race direction yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things of like if they're going to go that way, they have to really commit to it from a race direction mm-hmm. standpoint. And then you know, I'm sure the drivers will drivers will get used to it. But yeah, some of them were just like, "All right, I get it," but that just seemed a little little uh, too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got a little bit of a break right now in racing. Uh, Formula One wise, I, there are other races going on, but yeah, I yeah. I bet you're not taking a break though. I I I think I know <laughs> where this. Have you finished the season of F1? No, no, I have not. <laughs> but I am getting close. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Japan is my next race. Okay, so I think I have six left. Uh, which still, that's 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 a lot of racing I've done so far, um, but like I said, I, I I was going to get some balance and play some other things, but I'll get to that. Um, yeah, F one twenty twenty two continues to be fun. Um, really enjoying myself. The racing just feels really good, um, and I, I like the way the cars feel. And F one's always been really good too about um, you know different uh, difficulty settings and other things to kind of customize really how you want want things to feel so i feel feel like i got it locked in to where the racing just feels very good controlling the cars feel good um and yeah it's 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 a lot of fun because i felt like in f1 21 and 20 there were certain turns on certain tracks where i'm like why this just doesn't feel right overall and I'm losing time and in F1 2022 I just feel like it's nailed a lot better uh and yeah it's it's been a a good old time and and one thing that I really do like is uh certain things just do feel totally different compared to previous iterations for example when you pit and you come out on uh hard tires that aren't warmed up yet you do feel it like it's a lot it's you have to be a lot more careful getting into your braking zones and going around the corners and getting back on the gas because otherwise you'll just lose control um so you do truly feel the tires getting warmed up to where then in a couple laps you're really able to put in you know fastest laps or things like that um and i do like that a lot 
Um, and but the one thing though, at least with the you know, because I'm doing fifty percent races, so this isn't necessarily a thing. Probably if I was doing a hundred percent races, or if you're watching the actual races um, in real life, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, this year in Formula One, there's a new rule where you can basically start on whatever tire you want to. Um, after qualifying, it used to be that I think the top 10 was locked into whatever they did Q2 on, and then 10th to 20th, or 11th to 20th could do whatever tire they wanted. Um, I feel like in the game, that has, in doing 50% races, has kind of made strategy not as fun um, overall, because literally every race you start, like, the suggested strategy is to start on medium and then go to hard tires, and that's it. Um, of course you can customize that however you want. Um, but the game does also give you like, Hey, if you go to a two stop strategy, that's going to be 10 seconds longer is the estimated time. So, you know, you'd have to really drive real hard, make up some time. Um, so I feel like that's not been as fun, but you know, every once in a while, like, a like rain will come. Um, I just did, uh, uh, Zandvoort and that was really fun because, Started on medium tires, then rain came, um, and the by the end of my stint on the inters, they just felt gone. Like I, I felt like I was on ice uh, and not really being able to turn at all. Um, and then when it came strategy time and time to put on dry tires, now I decided to just go on hards and last the rest of the race where other teams. Um, the AI and everything decided to do a two stop for the rest of the race. Um, so that was, that was interesting. I was able to make up a bunch of time that I lost and ended up finishing in a good spot. So there's some things where I feel strategy wise, the game's been fun with, but then other, other times it's a little stale on that end, but, but yeah, not, not too much else to add. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I, I'm not as over the moon with this, year's game as I was with 2020 or 2021, but it is good. If you like the racing, the racing's good, for sure. Yeah. Sounds sounds interesting. I I, I wish I had time to play these games. <laughs> but I just, uh, I just, I dive into other shit now, nowadays, mm-hmm. that just consumes my time. Um, I mean, right. Final Fantasy XIV is a lifestyle for me anymore. <laughs> I, I can absolutely oh, understand God. that. Yeah. Hold on. How many, how many hours in the past two weeks? Okay, so <laughs> so in the last two weeks, I've played sixty hours. Woo! Final Fantasy XIV. Holy balls, dog! What you been up to in that? Crafting. I've been leveling uh. my crafters. I've been doing those storyline quests I've been doing special deliveries to, because they're they're characters that you know that you know I I donated some goods to the orphanage you know doing doing my good <laughs> deeds I'm I'm just you know I'm I'm embracing the different cultures of uh, Final Fantasy 14 and just you know just really it there's there's so much video game here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm un, I'm unlocking things that I didn't know were in the video game. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, and I have a total of like 1,300 hours in the game. Uh, Damn. And I'm still discovering stuff that I just didn't know was there. Yeah, uh, that that's really amazing that you have that much time in and can put another 60 hours in, and it's like a you know, a totally new experience in a way for you in some aspects. Like that's just amazing to me. Yeah. And the thing that's, that kind of broke my brain today, um, like, you know, there's NPCs in the world, right? Like there has to be, Mm -hmm. but I just now realize that some of these NPCs, if you go back and talk to them, like you don't have a quest with them or anything like that. You could just go back and talk to some of these NPCs and they'll uh, they'll make little comments about like where you left off on in the story and and the shit you've been up to and I'm like, wait, how many of these NPCs are like this? 
Yeah. Because <laughs> there's fucking hundreds, if not thousands of them. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's crazy. That's a lot of writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been having a great time with that. I've also, I've also been playing some mobile games. Tyler, I've been I've been playing that those the Ark Knights. Or do you have you heard of Ark Knights? I have not. No. What it's is a, that? Uh, it's a gotcha style game, but uh, kind of like ta- a tower defense game. Um, you place all your characters on on these maps, try to defeat these waves of enemies before they get to a certain like point on the map. Uh, yeah, it's, that's uh that's that's been fun. Um, you can dress. You you can buy. Uh, different outfits to uh, dress up your characters in. Really good, really good stuff. Nice. Um, I've also also played a few of the battles royale. I I, I played some Apex Mobile. Oh, how is that? I good. It was good. Um, mm. I played as Octane. I won a match. It was, yeah, it was a really fun time. I got 16 kills, and I won the match. Wow. Wow. I think it was against mostly bots, though. Because <laughs> I think yeah. when you start playing these games, uh, it, you, there's a heavier uh, heavier population of bots to make uh-huh. you feel good. As was the case when I played PUBG Mobile, or as it's known uh, now, New State, I believe is what they call the app. Um yeah, just fucking popping fools. I got a really nice snipe from about, like, I want to say 400 meters with a, with, with a little scope and, you know, just fucking popping fools. Uh-huh. And then uh, I played some Call of Duty Mobile as well. I just trying them all, you know. Trying to get myself used to touchscreen controls. I'd like to be able to play touchscreen control games um, <laughs> because that would open me up to playing a lot of different games uh, on, on my phone. So yeah. I'm trying a lot of that. Do they uh, feel good? Because those are two franchises that just feel very good with their controls and shooting. So does it feel good on a mobile device with touchscreen controls? Um, I feel like the feeling I get is that there is a, a little bit of assistance, uh, with especially with Apex. It felt like like once I started like if I got on target, it kept me on target. Gotcha. As, as long as I yeah, um, yeah. It's it's kind of hard. Like it, the UI gets a little bit cluttered. I have a sort of a smaller phone. So like it, it's kind of hard to, um, it's hard to play because some of this UI stuff gets in the way, and I accidentally hit shit. Like I accidentally jump when I don't mean to, or I, or I lean a certain way in PUBG. I I lean one way or the other, and like no, I didn't mean to do that. I was just trying to look around. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna take some getting used to, because eventually yeah. I'd like to play some Genshin, Genshin mm. Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I, maybe I just need to buy a bigger phone. <laughs> yeah, buy one of those. <laughs> buy one of those. Uh, wow, shit! What are what are the giant phones that they have out there? The Galaxy Notes. Yeah, something those like that. Are, like they don't even fit in your fucking pocket. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm all right there. I don't need that. Cool. Very cool. That's what um, I've been up to. I also, uh, I finished Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I stuck to my gun. I said I was going to play some other things here um, instead of just F1, even though I've played a lot of that. But, yeah, finished Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I thoroughly enjoyed myself playing this game. Um, couldn't tell you anything about the story um, just because this game is so wordy oh my gosh just blah 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 <laughs> i just could not get into it um in 
there there were times that uh, I enjoyed some of the writing. Um, some of the side quests are are funny to me, um, but main story wise, I'm like, dude, I, I do not give a fuck. But the shooting feels good. The loot feels good. The spells felt really good. The, uh, being able to have basically two character classes at the same time was so much fun. Um, and and just questing in, in this world, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed being in the different environments. I enjoyed the overworld. I, I, I liked so many aspects of this game. I do think it's probably the best Borderlands game since 2. And I'm probably just biased on 2. Um, since just a lot of... A lot of fun times, nostalgic times with that game. Um, but yeah, it was thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and once you hit max level in the game, um, which I, f- I felt like, and I did a majority of this, pretty much all the side quests that I could find at least, uh, I felt like I got to max level like way sooner than I probably should, uh, which I did the same thing in Horizon, which both of those kind of made. In both games, I felt like it made it a little too easy overall. But uh, once you do that, then there's like a myth rank uh, that you can get into. Almost kind of like saying, I think Borderlands 2, um, like the badass points that you can dump into. So you're still leveling up, but you can kind of dump these points into different things. And incrementally, the numbers go up. Very small. Um, but you get into that, and it it is a lot more expanded uh, in the end game. And you're forced to kind of go in a clockwise... There's four different categories, and you're forced to go in a clockwise manner. But there's different, a whole bunch of different kind of things that you can choose within each one. So you can't just dump all your points into um, health or something like that. Um, which I like. I don't know. Overall, it kind of made me think a little bit more about what I want to do with my character. But yeah. Very much enjoyed myself with it. Um, and at the end of the game, uh, basically it unlocks a... Basically a... Roguelike? Light? I don't really know which one it would be. Uh, sort of mode where you're basically going through all these arenas and you kind of just go to a certain point and last as long as possible. Um, there's a bunch of buffs and debuffs that you grab. You dump points into different things. There's a whole new like currency just for this mode, a new level just for this mode, um, and it's a lot of fun. Like if you're and you can kind of make it as hard as you want, and the harder you uh, make it, the more uh, the better loot you'll get. All that, all that good stuff. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I think I would maybe go back to. Do a couple more runs of it, but uh, that's just because gameplay overall feels pretty good. So I, I know the previous Borderlands games had more of just uh, kind of an arena sort of mode, and this is kind of that, but they definitely expanded upon it, where it's not just here, you're on round five, and there's three three different levels to this, you know, it gets harder and harder, and that's pretty much it. This is kind of like, you can kind of make it as hard as you want, uh, easy as you want, uh, it goes as long as you want, it's kind of interesting overall, um, it's way deeper than I, I would have thought, but it doesn't unlock till the end of the game. Um, yeah, that's, so. uh, that's interesting, I, I haven't really heard much about that part of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands from all the other shows that I listen to. Yeah, right, and it's probably because no one, I feel like, has really played this game all the way through. Almost all the shows I listen to, people that played over, like, yeah, it's a Borderlands game. That's it. Oh, and huh. uh, I don't know, like, like, yeah, if you're not into that, I don't, and into the Borderlands sort of gameplay style, all that stuff, I don't really see this game all of a sudden making that person a massive fan. Um, but it does do some cool stuff. I, I, I will say that I'm, I'm more impressed with this game than I thought I was going to be. I thought it was just gonna go into it, be fun and kind of you know it is what it is sort of thing but i i enjoyed myself a lot hmm. yeah that's 
That, that's not, that's nice to hear that there's actually something something there that's a little bit different and uh, and new because I that that's something that uh, Borderlands kind of needs. Uh, oh yeah. I, I I mean Borderlands one was was good. Borderlands two was kind of more of that. Um, yeah, Borderlands two was just like more like that that yeah. that's what that game felt like, and then Borderlands three. I didn't play it, but Borderlands Three screamed cringe to me. Like a lot of the writing <laughs> in Borderlands Three is very cringe. I liked playing the game. I liked a lot of the environments and stuff, but man, that the writing was pretty bad overall. There were some time, some moments where I was like, "Oh, you know, that's that's clever. It's funny, whatever." But man, and those coming off of two where. You know, I really liked Handsome Jack as a villain. Um, and getting into three, I'm like, dude, I couldn't even tell you right now what those villains' names are. They're so forgettable and so bad. Um, so, yeah. And the thing is, is, like, if they did a sequel to Tiny Tina's, like, I just feel like there's still so much more they could do with it. Like, uh, armor kind of becomes a thing in, in Tiny Tina's, but I feel like they don't take it as far as they should. Uh, it's a little bit, I don't want to say generic, because there's some cool armor pieces you can get, but there's just way more customization and all that stuff that I feel like they could get into. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things that I feel like they could do with a sequel to this. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, too, I would rather them make more Tiny Tina-like games than Borderlands games, like mainline Borderlands games. Um, I just feel like there's a lot more creativity they had in this Tiny Tina's game than than uh, the Borderlands games, but we'll see where they go, I guess. Yep. Um, and then, really quick, just the last thing I played is I I picked up uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land on Switch. Um, thoroughly enjoying myself with this game. It is very good. Um, it's very charming. It's uh, it's a lot more level based than I thought it was going to be um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff to get into in all those levels lots of good secrets I think the gameplay loop of Kirby can be pretty fun uh, at times when they nail it um, I haven't played a ton of Kirby games but when uh, when it's good I think it's good just being able to get all those different power ups and going through levels boss fights all that good stuff there's a lot of cool like sort of mini game mini level sort of things in between all the main stages that uh, are a lot of fun they're kind of time based um so it's kind of fun to go through those and see what time you can get because they give you kind of a target time where you get kind of bonus stuff um if you hit it and it's it's fun to get into that but Hmm. yeah i'm liking liking it's kind of a nice uh relaxing game to play yeah we all need one of those right yeah uh, all right i mean tyler there's a relaxing game that we should get into like as soon as possible if you're down what is it I, all right it's on xbox game pass tyler you you know what this game is it's power wash simulator I've heard of it yeah we should we should we should play that sure (laughs) we should we should wash some dirty dirty things yeah let's do it let's do it oh yeah why not (laughs) oh yeah I mean it looks it looks like it looks like a very chill time yeah I'm sure. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. All right. That'll have to wait because first we have to get into the news here. There's some. There is news. It has been almost two weeks since we recorded, so there's definitely some news. Um, let's uh, let's start it off with the NPD numbers. The, the, the best-selling games of uh, of June, I believe this is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I'll get started here. Um, let's see. What is the fuck? Why the fuck don't they do a numbered list? What the fuck? IGN sucks. I'm going to say it yeah, right no, now. They, IGN's they... article here sucks. Let me let me see if I can find something else. Um, yeah, I used to like to go to um, Venture Beat, I think, with Jeff Grubb's write-ups, but obviously yeah, he's a now, giant now, bomb now. Yeah, now Grubb ain't doing that. Fuck. Does anyone have a good... Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone yeah. have a good write-up of this? Because, holy shit. Yeah, Jan's articles for NPDs are never really that good. Uh, I feel like there's so much more information that should be in IGN's articles that never really are. Um, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find this here. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> god damn! Do all video well, game websites suck now? Uh, probably. While you're searching for maybe a little bit better, though, I'll, I'll get into a couple things. Um, according to the NPD group, Elden Ring is one of the top ten best-selling games in United States history in this market, which is unbelievable to me. And apparently, Elden Ring is absolutely on track to being the best-selling game of the year, even with Modern Warfare 2 still uh, coming out later in the year. Um they're thinking that Elden Ring will be the best-selling game of the year, which is, like, the second time in, like, I don't even know how long. It's 15 years or something that Call of Duty, upon release, will not be the best-selling game of the year. Um, I think the other time was uh, GTA V and, I want to say, Red Dead Redemption 2. So, <laughs> that's just unbelievable to me. Uh, it just shows the, the success of this game and uh, how hungry... You know, people were for for this, and how it's you know seems pretty refreshing. Yeah, a testament to your cowardice for avoiding it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. That's true. Uh, I won't deny it. I won't deny it. Uh, I linked. I linked uh, another one. I went to uh, the, the GameSpot.com. Okay. Um, All right. You know, I guess Jeff Grubb is technically part. I mean. The, that old got that old thing got sold as a bundle to Red Ventures, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Technically within the org here. Um, right. I'll get us started here at twenty. Spider Man's M- Miles Morales, nineteen The Quarry, eighteen Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, seventeen Sonic Origins, sixteen Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, fifteen Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, fourteen Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles. 13, Monster Hunter Rise, 12, F, F1 2022, they have, they have a fucking typo in here, yeah. motherfuckers, <laughs> they totally do, 11, Call of Duty Vanguard, all video game websites suck, I've, I've, I've made that decision, <laughs> yeah, 10, Minecraft, 9, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, 8, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, 7, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports 6, Mario Kart 8, 5, Overwatch, 4, MLB 22, uh, MLB The Show 22, 3, Mario Strikers Battle League, 2, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, and number 1's Elden Ring. I feel like number 1 and 2 have been the same for like literally 3 months. Yeah, well, um, I, I think that like, just because, uh, you know, nothing big's coming out and people are going back and picking up the games that they were afraid of or just didn't right. have time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, Final Fantasy VII remake was place came a hundred and fifty ninth last month, and it is now a ninth. I guess uh, they're saying the twenty uh, fifth anniversary um, announcements, all that stuff. People saw really that Tifa statue and were like, "Damn, let me get some of that." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. And then Overwatch. What the hell, man? Overwatch coming up to number five. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's pretty pretty standard month. I mean, good to see F1 get up there in the U.S. Um, 
just kind of shows how how much F1 has grown in the U.S. I think overall. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, PS5 was the best selling in terms of dollar amount, but Switch best selling in terms of unit sales. Uh, year over year, June's down eleven percent overall. And um, yeah, the only the only thing that grew in in June was subscription content, which is not surprising considering uh, uh, PlayStation Plus and their kind of relaunch, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. No real uh, surprises there. Um, hold on. I want to rearrange this uh, because I think yeah. we should talk about Skate. Uh, this was a slight surprise to me. Uh, the new Skate. It's not called Skate 4. Um, and it's going to be free to play. Uh, and you might ask, how will they chart on NPD if they're going free to play? Well, obviously there's going to be microtransactions. Um, and that's, that's how they're going to monetize. I mean, EA has a history, maybe not a great history with monetizing, uh, their, their video games through, uh, microtransactions, but, uh, Hopefully they've learned, especially from games such as Apex Legends, uh, on how to do a free-to-play game with microtransactions. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think, even though this kind of surprised me, I think it makes sense. This wasn't what I was thinking the new Skate game would be, but, you know, when they when they say it, yeah, I'm like, oh, of course. Of course they're going to do that. Yeah, I find it very interesting that they're doing it for this title because of how EA. I felt like feel like they were very hesitant to bring back Skate, um, even though there was a lot of demand for it, and to bring it back, make it free to play. Okay, I get it. Um, maybe there's some good potential there. I don't think. Now, the gameplay they put out, they're saying was pre-pre-pre-alpha, alpha, so it could totally change. But if those visuals stay anywhere close to what they've put out, I I think this game will not do very well. Uh, I think people really want that old skate experience. I think it could be successful being free-to-play, as long as they monetize it right, like, say, Apex Legends, where that's one... I feel like EA's gotten right, but that's more respawn telling EA to probably go fuck themselves than uh, than EA doing anything. So I don't know. I I, I do. I'm with you though. I, I find this very very unexpected overall. I don't think anyone expected this to be a free to play title. Yeah, I think though there is a lot of potential for some goofy-ass shit, and I think that's what I want in Skate, is some goofy-ass shit. Mm -hmm. Let me go, like, the Apex roster should be in Skate. At least some of them. Like, that's (laughs) that's a slam dunk. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Let me run around as Octane in Skate. (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, fucking, they, they, they have a history with the Disney, like, Get some Star Wars characters in there. Let me skate around as Darth Vader or fucking the Mandalorian. Like, there are obvious things they can do with a skate game that's free to play with microtransactions. There's there's a shit ton of stuff they can throw in that store. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, right. Yeah, I think as long as they nail the skate gameplay, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, and keep that's keep possible. it fresh. Like maybe, maybe like there's they have new uh, maps that drop. Like maybe right. like this seems like it. It's gonna be a be a very uh, social experience, which I think skate should be. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like free to play, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just that it very much could be a bad thing. We've seen that a lot with free to play. I feel like too, uh it's they, they got a nail launch of it. Like the launch 
oh, this game is not good, it doesn't play right, it doesn't have a lot of good content, you know, any of that stuff. Like, let's let's take Halo Infinite as a, an example. Totally different um, genres, but that game launched, gameplay's great, initially is great, but the way they've supported it has not been great at all. You know, they, they really need to make sure that they, they launch well, have good gameplay, and then they have a really solid pipeline of content or else, you know, free-to-play doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's jump over to another free-to-play game. Uh, just got a release date. Um, the Wrestling Battle Royale game, Rumbleverse, is coming out in August. August 11th. Let's fucking do some wrestling, Tyler. They're going to launch with with, uh, <laughs> with uh, duos, or as I like to call them, tag teams, but, you know, whatever. Um <clears throat> Do some fucking wrestling, man. This game's been pretty cool. I've played a lot of the uh, the network tests. Um, yeah. Just really goofy-ass fun shit in there. I'm excited. I'm excited for it to come out and see what, they, what, what their plan is with this game. Yeah. Yeah, what I find interesting about this game, though, is, is just the maps... Overall, I just, for some reason, I did not expect this game to have larger maps, I guess you could say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get around so, pretty quick. Like, yes. Yeah. Even though, like, you're just a guy, uh, there, there, there are mobility tricks that let you, let you get around. All righty. Very nice. Uh, let's see. Let me let me move some stuff around here real quick so I can get this into a get this into a you know an order that makes sense here. Um. Yeah, let's uh let's talk. Tenocon is happening. Well, ten, by the time this comes out, Tenocon has happened. Um. And those people at Digital Extremes have decided that they are not satisfied with just Warframe. They've, they're going to make a new game called Soul Frame. <laughs> it's a free-to-play, open-world game. Um, it looks like it's playing around with like nature and animals and spirits and shit. It's fucking cool. They showed a lot of bare ass, though which was caught me off guard. I did not expect to see that much bare ass. Um, I don't know about you. Did you watch the trailer for this thing? Not. No, I have not. Okay. Just read the article and look at screenshots here and stuff. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I'm interested. I think Digital Extremes has done amazingly with a game that I will never be able to catch up to in Warframe. So starting over in Soul Frame, I think I might try it at least to start out and see if I can keep up. Right. Cuz every time I've yeah. tried Warframe, like I I've enjoyed the running around and the shooting in it. It's very fast like it it feels good to play. Um but I just there's just too much. There's too much there. It breaks my brain to see all the systems in Warframe mm. and not knowing where I should be going. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is cool. Um, I would maybe be down to try it out because it does look interesting. Um, they're saying it's Princess Mononoke inspired, which that is a fantastic fucking movie. And, um, so, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can come at. And, and what I like is, though, yeah, it's just kind of polar opposite to Warframe. Um, you know, Warframe being more sci-fi, this definitely not being that, being more fantasy, more nature-driven, all that good stuff. And, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if I'll totally check it out, but there's a, there's a good possibility of it. And it sounds like it'll be... In a way, like Warframe, like it'll have a lot of co-op stuff, a lot of PVE stuff, um, 
you know, some of those things that Warframe does have. And what what I think is also kind of interesting about them doing a, a whole other title is just, you know, Warframe has gotten a lot of great support from them uh, over the years. And, you know, I'm curious to see how well they'll they'll balance two games and hopefully they can, can pull that off. But, yeah. yeah, Digital Extremes definitely has been very good at supporting Warframe, so I have no doubt they will. We'll have a lot of good stuff here. All right, Tyler. Time for time for you to sigh a little bit, for you to feel a little bit of uh, regret for the games industry, a little bit of uh, sadness for what this is being called. Uh, Respawn is making a new single-player FPS in the Apex universe. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Apex was originally set in the Titanfall universe. Now it's it's taken over. It is the Apex universe now. Um, yes. Titanfall erased from history. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I they should do they should call it the Apex universe because that's what's going to sell. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, like, part of me is like, oh, cool. But then part of me is also, like, very, very bummed out by this. Um, Because I can understand it. Apex is a much bigger just name, I think, than Titanfall. Um, They've had way more success with Apex Legends than than with Titanfall. and both are very cool. I like Apex. I like those characters. I think making a single-player first-person shooter in that world makes a lot of sense to me. I am totally down with that. Uh, but it is also just a complete bummer that we are absolutely not getting Titanfall 3 anytime soon. Because of, like, there's so many fucking titles that uh, Respawn's developing right now. Like, it's crazy. Um, I just, yeah, I just wonder how they could do all of this um, with all these Star Wars titles. (laughs) Seriously, they have so, they have like three different Star Wars titles in development, and obviously they're continuing with Apex. They got this title in development. I feel like I'm probably missing something, but yeah, it's just crazy. Um, So while I'm, very intrigued of what this could potentially be. I'm also, also just bummed. I think. That That's same fair. Time. That's fair. Do you think this would be something that um, that they're going to sell, or could you see this just being part of Apex Legends? I guess mm. either way, maybe you might have to buy it as part of maybe Apex Legends, but I don't know, maybe it's another way to get get people in on Apex and then they check out the multiplayer, maybe they like it, they buy Battle Pass, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just I think curious on that. I think there's definitely gonna be some kind of tie in with Apex Legends. Maybe that is uh if you buy this if you buy this you get the next season pass for Apex Legends or something like that or like Yeah. There's, there's got to be something between these two. I, I'm just, I'm not sure that they know at this point because yeah. it's being referred to as the Apex Universe FPS Incubation title, which right. is, uh, I guess it's their system of, hey, uh, we're, we're, we have, we have some ideas for a game and we're gonna see what works. Um, yeah. Right. But uh, I don't. I don't expect that for many years. Like maybe two or three. that. That seems like maybe on the four year out uh, kind, right. of, kind of timeline here. Yeah, I agree. All right, we've got a couple here. Uh, some more things that are more of a bummer. Uh, I will say. Um. Let's see. All right. So maybe this one isn't as much of a bummer. 
Konami is reinstating delisted Metal Gear games for the 35th anniversary. So, I guess the bummer is that these were delisted in the first place. But, uh... Yeah, you're gonna now be able to buy Metal Gear Solids 2, 3, the HD edition. It's just a bunch of the old, the old fucking games for systems like the PS3, Vita, and the NVIDIA Shield. Oh, boy. It's like... It's weird that these were delisted in the first place, and now that they're putting them back out, like, who's who's going back and buying these? Who's doing that? <laughs> who's buying PlayStation 3 and Vita games right now? Can you still buy Vita games? Is it still possible? Wait, that doesn't go away till August, right? Yeah, I think you can still buy Vita games. Okay. Yes, they were obviously going to shut that down, but didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I doubt there's a ton of people um, going back, but I feel like Metal Gear is always someone in conversation, in a way. Um, but sure. why the fuck are they just, like, putting them back out for sale on these old platforms? You know, any competent, yeah. any competent publisher would be like, hey, let's find a team to, you know, at least remaster or, like, remake these games. Like, we see the trend out here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, but no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the only way you can play these games on modern hardware is, um, I'm pretty sure they are backwards compatible on Xbox. Um, you could probably buy them there. Um, this says the HD collection was on PlayStation Now, so maybe it'll come back to uh, the new PlayStation Plus service here soon so really but i'm totally with you like it, it just that seems to make a lot more sense to to uh port them to modern hardware but we'll see we'll see also yeah i didn't really know actually that they got taken down because of license stuff that two and three have like historical sort of footage i guess in them that they had to license that they basically those licenses expired which i find very interesting um, I did not know that because I've never really played these games. So, yeah, and we've seen that more of like Xbox with their backwards compatibility program. It's like, well, some of these games we literally cannot bring back because license for music is expired or whatever. So, yeah, not the last time we'll see something like this. Um, the other bummer of the week, you know. I guess is, this is a, this is the warning that comes with the uh, hey digital games you you don't actually own them. Uh, Ubisoft, um, they're gonna take down Assassin's Creed Liberation, uh, and they've had to backtrack a little bit and say that people who own it will still be able to play it. Um, but I guess there are online features that won't be accessible anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. But it, there was yeah. real confusion initially because they did not make that clarification that you could still play offline. <laughs> right. Right, and that's that's where this all kind of came up. I highly doubt a ton of people were buying Assassin's Creed Liberation anymore, but... If you have it and you, if you bought it digitally and you can't play it anymore, that's totally fucked to me. Um, so I'm glad that they they're backtracking on that and clarifying that, but it just just does show the potential, total like scary and disadvantage nature of going on digital potentially um, to have something like this of like things you own that uh, you won't be able to have access to anymore. Because a company just says, nah, fuck that. Um, you can't play them. I totally understand shutting down servers for multiplayer and stuff like that. There's no one playing them anymore. And you can use those servers elsewhere. Just stop paying for them. I get all that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you, you need to be able to have access to things that you, you buy digitally. Yeah. I think they're they're shutting down servers for like... It came out recently with a big old list of games. It was like 15 games or something like that. 
Yeah. But they're yeah, well, fifteen games that they're shutting down. So they have the user numbers. There's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But as long as you can still play them the single player portions that do not necessarily need any connection, you know. That's that's where I feel like the line has to totally be be drawn. And you know, if there are fan communities who are really into whatever online function there is, they'll find a way. They always do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Alrighty. Let's get into it a couple acquisitions here. Um Supermassive Games uh has been acquired by Nordisk Games. Um Nordisk having already invested in the studio has now completed that uh that acquisition. Uh, so best of luck to them. Uh I don't yeah. know much about Nordisk games. Um yeah, apparently Nordisk is more of a film studio. Okay. Um, although I don't really know any of their movies very much. Uh, but yeah, they've they've bought Mercury Steam and Avalanche, the developers of Just Cause. But what's interesting is it doesn't seem like, even though they're being purchased, that they can... Like, they're still working on other things. Like, Avalanche is making an Xbox-exclusive title. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know how much this might affect uh, Supermassive in their, their output. Obviously, too, Mercury's team just did Metroid Dread, uh, which had a lot of success. So, yeah, kind of weird that they're overall buying up studios. There's probably a bigger plan for that. I do, however, think that Supermassive fits with them if they're, you know, they're a film studio and it just makes sense, I guess, overall, but... We'll see. As long as these teams can still produce stuff, I don't see why not. But also, kind of a missed opportunity, I feel, probably years ago at this point, for Sony to grab them. Um, Because, you know, they they had a really great relationship with Until Dawn, and it didn't seem like Sony was interested in in buying the studio, even though they probably could to to make games for them. They made a lot of uh, PSVR titles as well, so... It's probably uh, an opportunity missed there, but, you know, good for uh, Supermassive. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Sony has wrapped up its acquisition of Bungie. Uh, it's, it's official, the deal is closed. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's all we really have to say about that. Hopefully uh, they don't try to uh, tell Bungie what they can or can't say on the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure think... that's gonna work. I'm not sure that's gonna no. fly with Bungie. Yeah, no, I I also think Bungie just won't even care either. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, in other PlayStation news, um, they're rolling out a uh, a new rewards program for people who play PlayStation games. Uh, you're gonna earn points for for like earning trophies or check-ins and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, you can use these points a couple of different ways. You'll be able to redeem rewards at like uh, PSN wallet funds, like buying stuff on the PlayStation Store. Um, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you'll you'll accrue these points uh yeah it's uh it's also going to be used to be spent on digital collectibles which um they have had to come out very swiftly and say that they are not nfts which makes me think that maybe they're lying i don't know I don't know why you want digital collectibles. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Like. Yeah. I I don't get it. Why Why the fuck do digital collectibles matter? Just copy paste. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Right. I'm with you there. I I, I think they're probably right in in not lying about them being NFTs. But overall, like NFT or not, 
I'm with you. Who cares about that stuff? I, I think, though, uh, you know, being able to get, um, you know, PSN credits, all that stuff for some of this, I think that's cool. I think there's always should have been something like this uh, for, you know, platinuming a game or whatever. Uh, you, you get five bucks for PSN credit. I mean, that'll just, like, sure, that's money that Sony's giving away, but it's also stuff that they'll they'll just get back because it keeps you in the ecosystem and you'll take that money and buy something else with it that yeah, Sony it's... will get their cut of or whatever. Like it overall just something like this makes makes a lot of sense and I'm interested in it. So depends uh, on what what yeah, it is. This this is just Sony's Bing rewards, you know, when you search stuff on Bing instead of Google <laughs> to get rewards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and I think Microsoft like uh, a similar uh, thing yeah, to this as well. Exactly. That's that's what I was going to say. Like they have like their whole quest sort of thing with Game Pass that if you get a certain amount of points, you I'm pretty sure you can actually like buy uh, Game Pass subscriptions with it and stuff. So if you are totally 100 percent in that ecosystem, play a lot with it. I mean, they just keep that coming to keep you subscribed and. It makes makes a lot of sense that Sony's doing something like this. Yeah. Nintendo used to have a cool one, I felt, where you know they you could actually get free games with it. Um, they had like posters and all sorts of cool, like actual physical stuff that you could get. That was cool, but I think they ended all that when the Switch came out. That was like the 3DS Wii U era. Like I remember getting a. Uh, on Wii U, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I think it is, yeah. for free. And Nintendo like never uh, really discounts their games, um, except for the occasional like holiday sale and stuff. So to get a sixty dollars game like that for free was pretty awesome, especially that one because that's a that's a pretty good game. But yeah, all these things are are pretty cool to me. So, but digital collectibles, who gives a fuck? I actually, I don't know if I said uh, we are going to a show at the end of the month and Ticketmaster which Ticketmaster is just awful oh, and they yeah. they oh, have yeah. they have gotten even worse I will say you know not having bought any concert tickets for over two years now it was so much worse than it used to be like I we wanted lawn tickets and they kept putting me in the expensive lawn area that was seated and I'm like, I want lawn tickets. Lawn, the lawn tickets are literally half the price of what you were putting me in. And they just wouldn't even let me. It was awful. So we ended up having to buy actual seats that were just a little bit more expensive than the lawn tickets. But I'm like, you guys fucking suck. Anyways, bought the tickets. And then they sent me an email. Uh, they gave me an NFT of like the concert poster for that specific date. And I'm like, I don't want this. But Jesus Christ. Why? Like, I don't. I don't care about this. I would maybe care about if it was like a actual physical poster or something. That would be pretty cool. But, dude, no. Why? In Ticketmaster being in NFTs, that's a that's a fucking match made in heaven for those two. They're both awful. <laughs> so they just go together. Oh my god. When I saw that email come in, I just laughed. I'm like, oh my god, I can't. This is not surprising at all that Ticketmaster's in on this shit. Yeah. And I, I don't even have the option to like not even be a part of it. Like, I don't want to be a part of it, but... Yeah. There like, it is. Yeah, there's... There is a lot wrong with uh, Ticketmaster and how it does business. Oh, yeah. We, we just could not get into today. Yeah, it's it's uh it's quite disgusting overall how much they uh do all sorts of fucked up things and they just get worse and worse and worse, which is the thing that frustrates me, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it at that uh we're going to go do our own things. We'll catch up back with you uh, next week. Maybe we'll swing some clubs at some balls, you know. It's, whatever. Yep. We'll, we'll see how it is. Um, yeah, as as long as I hopefully don't get COVID, I am totally down, so let's, let's plan on it for now. Alrighty. 
Well, we have that to look forward to next week. You have next week's show to look forward to, everybody out there. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, look in the episode description. All of that information is there where you can send us emails, questions, give us ratings and reviews. Do all those things. And uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Ba 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 ba